He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Pray be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 91, it's on page 454. Whoso dwelleth under the defense of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, Thou art my hope and my stronghold. My God, in him will I trust. He shall deliver thee from the snare of the hunter, and from the noisome pestilence. He shall defend thee under his wings, and thou shalt be safe under his feathers. His faithfulness and truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for any terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by. For the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the sickness that destroyeth in the noonday. A thousand shall fall beside thee, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Yea, with thine eyes shalt thou behold, and see the reward of the ungodly. Thou, Lord, art my hope. Thou hast set thine house a defense very high. There shall no evil happen unto thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee in their hands, that thou hurt not thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt go upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou tread under thy feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him up, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will hear him. Yea, I am with him in trouble. I will deliver him and bring him to honor. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 21st verse of the 32nd chapter of the book of Exodus. And Moses said to Aaron, Why did this people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? So Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people, that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods that we shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And I said to them, Whoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me, and I cast it into the fire, and this calf came out. Now when Moses saw that the people were unrestrained, for Aaron had not restrained them to their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let every man put his sword on his side, and go in and out from entrance to entrance throughout the camp, and let every man kill his brother, every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. So the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and about three thousand men of the people fell that And Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord. Then Moses said, Bestow on you a blessing. Joel, you're cutting out. Bestow on you a blessing. Blessing this day, for every man has opposed his son and his brother. Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses said to the people, You have committed a great sin, so now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin, and have made for themselves a god of gold. Yet now if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray blot me out of your book which you have written. And the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Now therefore go, lead the people to the place of which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day which I visit for punishment, I will visit punishment upon them for their sin. Here endeth the first lesson. Dan, Bob. I've got it now. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. 
Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble armies, army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints, in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine heritage. Govern them, and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the 26th verse of the 10th chapter of Paul's epistle to the Hebrews. For if we sin willingly, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much, of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he has sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. Partly while you were being made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations and partly while you were uh, partly while you became companions of those who were so treated for you had compassion on me and my chains and joyful acceptance and, and joyfully accepted the plunderance the plundering of your goods knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those 
who believe to the saving of the soul. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their profession, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lesson from Exodus today con contains one of the, I don't know, humorous, funny lines of the Bible where Moses comes down, he's angry, confronts Aaron of how why he's made the the golden calf and he says that i i just threw all this metal into the fire and out came this calf you know it's, it's sort of like a child being cornered and you know um it's a circumstance that as we touched on yesterday um deals with the spiritual reality of when we um are in a situation of tension because 
God doesn't seem to be present. Moses, God's representative, has, has ascended the mountain, and the people are waiting down below, and he's gone for, you know, 40 days, gone for a while, and, and they have to deal with what do we do? And so they they anxiously have a, a party, a feast to assuage their their um, unease, to to calm their anxiety, to to do something. And this this actually reflects the human tendency. Um, we are all unease uneasy when we feel distant from God. There's a discomfort and anxiety that we try to um, take care of by various idols. And when we depend upon things <clears throat> instead of God to to sort of comfort us and, and we become dependent upon it, that becomes a kind of idol. It is why uh, one of the essential things in the spiritual life is to, is to learn in our lives of prayer to sit in our discomfort in times when we're not sure where God is or we're waiting for him. We know God's always with us, but there are times in life when we more palpably experience his presence and times when we experience it less. He's never not there. And we remember also in the lives of prayer, in our lives of prayer, that these times of what are spiritually called aridity or seeming distance are actually signs that God is calling us to grow up a little bit. In our infancy of the spiritual life, we will um, often have a lot of experiences that are profound and and lots of consolations will come to us immediately in response to prayer. But as we grow in our prayer, God will uh, will not always provide those kinds of consolations, much in the same way that a parent will provide lots of rewards for a young child to do ordinary tasks as motivation. But then when you hit your, you know, your, your teen and grown-up years and become an adult, you're kind of expected that you will do the things you're supposed to do because you know that's what you're supposed to do. You know, if you're still getting rewards for the most menial things, you know, at, at, at you know, at age 20, you're, you're not growing up. And in a life for prayer, this willing to deal with that sense of distance, to hold on to faith and to endure in our prayer when it's not palpable, God is not palpably present, he's always present, is, is part of our growth. And this um, matches up with the, the Hebrews passage where it talks about if we sin willfully after we come to the knowledge of truth. And it's important to understand what this idea of willful sin means. Uh, it means um, a, a willful and decided rejection of Christ and a willful decided um, uh, choosing of a pathway. So Hebrews is being written to a Jewish community in Jerusalem, and some people have left this community. They came to Christ in the glow of initial enthusiasm, but as persecution arose, as they began to be excluded from the Jewish community, uh, cut off from commerce, from friendships, from family, um, they, they decided uh, in that anxiety to go back and just join the old community and therefore reject Jesus openly. It wasn't like, oh, I had a little weakness this afternoon. That's not the sin he's talking about. A willful choosing of, of the path. Um, uh, it is interesting uh, 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 along those lines that a lot of times it was family ties 
that um, you lost if you stayed with Jesus in the first century because you had to leave family. And Jesus said, whoever loves father, brother more than me is not worthy of me. It's interesting, although it's brutal in the Exodus lesson where there's God says, go, go, um, go punish uh, those who are your, your friend, your neighbors and all these that that you're. And, you know, the, the point is that our connection to Christ must be more important than these other bonds and is tested by that. So willful sin is decided sin. And, you know, that, that I, I make a decision to do and I plan to do it and I continue in it. It's a, a state of separation from God. That's different from incidental sin where you just, oh, you fell into something or or even sin of weakness where you didn't really intend to do it. You came into a situation, you, you succumbed to your human weakness. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, as Jesus said to the apostles. And that's a matter of spiritual growth, that when we find ourselves falling into sins of weakness, we should ask, well, what was it about that? Be aware of circumstances and be aware of, or do I need to, to read, you know, to, to pray more or maybe to engage in some fasting in relationship to this thing that looms too large in my life that I may grow in strength and kind of a spiritual workout. Um, and it just reminds us again as overall lesson in those times of dryness when God is distant rather than running anxiously to solve the, the, our discomfort to sit with Christ in our prayer to understand it's a season of growth and an opportunity to to grow. God is leading us into a greater adulthood in, in our in our faith. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, 
preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, from whom cometh every good and perfect gift, send down upon our bishops and other clergy, and upon the congregations committed to their charge, the healthful spirit of thy grace, and that they may truly please thee, pour upon them the continual dew of thy blessing. Grant this, O Lord, for the honor of our Advocate and Mediator, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. It was really good to pray with you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Have a good day, everybody.